eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 17 weeks, 4 quarters, 60 minutes, and it all leads up to one winning, winning drive. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Winning Drive podcast. I am Rita Hubbard, the NFL chick, co-host of Baltimore Postgame Uncensored on 105.7 The Fan. Here with my guy, Cordell Woodland, the Ravens reporter on 105.7 The Fan and host of Shaking It Up Sports. And we know that the Ravens lost to the Jaguars. Uh, we already talked about how Cordell and I uh, thought that that was going to happen. We talked about this um, after when we did our breakdown for um, the rest of the season. We believed that the Ravens were probably going to lose three, maybe four more games down the stretch. And unfortunately, we both agreed that the Jaguars was the problem was one of the problems. Got that out the way. So. Let's talk about where they're going to be, you know, moving forward. There's not going to be many changes, Cordell. And I think that people have to come to the realization that whatever happens at this point, I think just you got to the Ravens are going to stick with what they already have. If anything changes, I don't think anything will happen until um, the offseason. But in terms of what this offense has done and within who they are, they've completely regressed from what we saw, you know, just a month ago. At one point, Lamar Jackson won player of the month. Like, it feels like that that was a lifetime ago. And, yes, a lot of things have happened since then. You lost Rashard Bateman. Uh, Mark Andrews had had some injuries. Now you're without um, Ronnie Stanley again. Um, And then you did get some guys back in the run game, particularly Gus Edwards. 
but you did lose J.K. Dobbins. So while they ascended from a running standpoint, they have absolutely scaled back from a passing perspective. And you're starting to see people once again having conversations about passing concepts with this offense. Uh, Dan Orlovsky from ESPN uh, had something on his Twitter page regarding a play that they had, and he said he couldn't understand that this was poor scheme or the execution, someone was, you know, not in their right space. We heard Coach Harbaugh Cordell even say when you asked him about the fourth and one, he mentioned the scheme and the execution. So we're starting to hear scheme, scheme, scheme. It's coming up more, mm-hmm. you know, often. So, you know, we know that Greg Roman typically starts off really hot when he's an offensive coordinator and he finds ways to cool down. So Greg Roman is at the point now where he's with his fourth season with the Ravens. If you look at his past, Cordell, you see he was with the 49ers for four seasons as well before he moved on to Buffalo for two seasons. And so we see this trend of Greg Roman having these fast, hot starts. And then eventually it comes up to, Roman is not, you know, things need to be changed. He's holding offenses back. There were articles written about him when he was with the San Francisco 49ers. So we're at year four, season four with the Ravens. The question bodes, are we at the end of the rope for the Greg Roman offense? And I'm curious to know what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, I I think we are. Um, I was kind of surprised that Greg Roman lasted this long I, I thought that he I thought that he would be gone before Wink and ultimately Wink was the one to you know to be let go before him and uh I just feel like the Ravens have reached their peak with Greg Roman I feel like Lamar has reached his peak with Greg Roman can either of us sit here and say that we believe that we'll see Lamar the Lamar Jackson we saw in September at any point again this season, I don't feel confident about that. Um, I, I mean, we haven't even seen the Lamar from his MVP year in a while. And I'm not saying that that's all Greg Roman's fault. Obviously I've talked ad nauseum about the lack of talent on the offense. Lamar needs weapons. That's not a Greg Roman issue. What yeah. is a Greg Roman issue? I think is some of these play calling this clock going down late. <clears throat> clock going down late at the uh uh for the play clock and it's resulting in borderline delay of games and sometimes getting delay of games um i think red zone play calling has been by far one of the worst things we've seen as part of this ravens offense in a while um they used to be able to score with their eyes closed in the red zone yep well, they can't they can't do anything and i think in large part is due to Greg Roman getting way too cute down there. Um, five wide is not who the Ravens are in the red zone. I don't understand it. Uh, I feel like they should call more quarterback designed runs in the red zone. I feel like we should get more Devin Duvernay runs in the red zone. I feel like the past concepts, like you mentioned, Dan Orlovsky talking about them. It's elementary at best, at best. I've I've gone to quite a few Ravens games this year. I watch all of the Ravens games. There's there's no exotic anything in the past game. Nobody's the, like the separate. Let alone guys can't get much separation from the defender. 
but the spacing from the wide receivers is terrible out there. Mm -hmm. You have guys running routes in the same area. Um, it's just bad. And you're right. You, I asked Harbs about that fourth and one quarterback sneak, which was looked terrible. I thought he should have called a timeout. I, I wish he had mentioned that. He didn't. Um, but to hear him continue to use words like it's a scheme issue, coaching issues, all that kind of stuff, I think he's fed up. Watching the game on Sunday, everybody looked as frustrated as I've seen them in forever. Lamar yeah. is always frustrated after a loss, but I've never seen him that upset. Harbs during the game, they're putting the camera on him, and he's cussing people out on the headset. I mean, <laughs> it, it's, it's crazy right now. And I think there's a lot of friction. And I think, I think Greg Roman has failed to evolve, right? Um, the NFL has become a very mobile quarterback centric league. <clears throat> and you look around the NFL, it's no longer the situation where Lamar is like one of three. Lamar still his his own quality of player. You know, there's no other Lamar Jackson. I don't want to get that twisted. But the way you defend these quarterbacks is making it easier for defenses to be able to catch on to that because there are more mobile quarterbacks now. They face them uh, on a more frequent basis. So in that same breath, you have to, as an offensive coordinator, that's where your creativity has to come in. That's where... You have to make it so playing the Ravens isn't the same as playing the Eagles, right? Right. So, um, and he just doesn't do that. You don't see any of that. The run game, sure, it has some some creativity to it, but not in the red zone, not in the pass game. You have to be able to click on all phases, not just one area. And right now, Greg Roman is a one-trick pony, and I feel like they have all maxed out their potential with him, and maybe he has maxed out his potential with this team as well. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, and I, 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 you know, listen, when he came to be the offensive coordinator at the Marty Morning Wig, what he did for this team in 2019, we won't forget. But we are far removed from 2019. And I think that that's what we have to start coming to the conclusion of. I think that, I think, and the reason why he didn't get fired last year um, over Wink is because from a statistic standpoint, with all of the injuries that they had, they were still, you know, racking up yards per game and even um, being effective to some degree, right? Uh, for instance, the Packers game, right? They put up 30 points in the Packers game. So you feel like, okay, well, imagine if they were back at full throttle what they would be doing it, it I don't think you let him go with what was going on what was with the talent last year because they had to do with what they what they could with the talent that they had based on all the injuries I think though that 
it probably should have still happened anyway. And they should have moved forward because you want to start seeing some type of evolution from the passing game. We all know that Greg Roman is the running guru. He can, he can scheme up any type of run concept. You know, we've heard about other teams using his concepts on their own, um, including the Chicago Bears for, for Justin Fields. So we know that he's great at that. From a passing perspective, um, I've always felt that there's maybe a too much freedom going on over there. And I've said this, I believe, on this podcast before. You know, Mark Andrews um, has the opportunity to run option routes. But I think that Mark Andrews has earned that right because of his relationship with his quarterback. It, you know, you trust Mark Andrews to know where to go, to how to fit himself perfectly in between the zones or, you know, in between coverages and and be able to get open. Everybody else should not have that type of free reign. And I think in this offense, sometimes that's what happens. So when you see guys running in the same route together or, you know, being in the same area, I really truly believe that that has something to do with it. I don't think that that's schemed like they he's telling two people to be there. But what I think is happening is, is that people that have the freedom to do option routes shouldn't have freedom to do option routes, Cordell. Some guys need to be told what to do. OK, and I don't know who those guys are. I just know that Mark Andrews and maybe Rashad Bateman are probably the only two guys you should be trusting to know where to go to find a soft spot in defenses. And everybody else need to be told what to do. That's why you can't be in situations that you were in like the Jacksonville game. Also, I agree with you. You are in a position where we saw a couple touchdowns be dropped um, and. You know, I'm not even talking about the Mark Andrews one, right? Because that's unprecedented uh, in terms of that. But uh, you had Demarcus Robinson in the back of the end zone. There was an overthrow from uh, of jo- I mean, not an overthrow, a high throw. Let me say that of Josh Oliver. But it, but you know, if if he's a wide receiver uh, of caliber, he catches that. He brings that down, and that's a touchdown. So there's also the talent issue. But my, the problem that I have with that is that what are you doing with the talent? There's no reason why Devin DuVernay is not more involved in this offense. You do not have anybody else out there. Why are we not seeing more of Devin DuVernay? Why are we not seeing more of even James Prochet? Look, you don't you don't have options here. So mm-hmm. whoever you got on this bench needs to be out there making plays. And it should be easy plays for these guys to get the ball rolling, whether it's in the flat, whether it's, you know, in, in, in some short yardage situations, something that doesn't necessarily mean that they're playing downfield because you don't have the personnel for that. In my opinion, Rashad Bateman is probably the guy he's on the bench. Deshaun Jackson is 35 years old. So the fact that we even have to rely on Deshaun Jackson at this point in the season is ridiculous to me. And so, you know, in the fourth quarter after the Jaguars scored, the Ravens are in any, in any position to really move the ball forward. And, you know, to me, what, what, what were they calling? And, and, and that's the part that I think frustrates me the most. I think that what, what Greg Roman came to do absolutely worked. And I think that he should be credited for what this offense has done in the past. Well, no. but, as of, but as of right now, they have completely regressed. They look lost. Mm-hmm. And you have to start looking at 
your coaching for not putting guys in better positions to win football games. And that's the problem. I mean, it's, this isn't new, you know, right. You people flame out, you know, you, you out, you, you outgrow people sometimes. And I think this is just one of those cases where Greg Roman, like you said, I don't want to take away from what he has done in Baltimore. Even this year, I've, we both been on this, on this podcast talking uh, a couple games earlier this season where we thought Greg Roman called a good game. So I'm not here to make it seem like Greg Roman has been flat out bad all year, but you watch these guys right now. You, it, it starts at the quarterback position. Once you lose your quarterback, you start losing everybody. And I just feel like right now Roman has lost Lamar. Yeah, uh, I think so too. I, I really do. I, I watched Lamar out there. He he has enough on his plate already on the field where he has to do everything for this team. Um, and I feel like his coach, his coach and Greg Roman, who calls the plays, doesn't help him out. He doesn't help him out. You like you said, some of these option routes, especially in the red zone, it's almost. I mean, I watched. I didn't watch the entire. Um, uh, all, all, uh, all 22, but I watched enough and I watched some of those red zone plays and it literally looks like he's drawing plays up in crayon. Like he's just telling them to go out there and get open. Mark Andrews is the number one option, of course. And yeah. if Andrews isn't open, then okay, Lamar, you got to make something happen because Nobody else is getting any separation. The play design isn't set up for them to get for anybody really, really to pop open. Uh, it's really set up just to hope that the defense falls asleep on Mark Andrews. It's mm-hmm. it's it's bad right now. Um, and I think for Lamar individually, who's in a contract year, big year for him, he wants to be able to showcase all of what he can do. Um, and Lamar hasn't been great. This year, he's been good, not great. Yeah. Um, a lot of it is on him, it's his own fault, but a nice amount of it is also on Greg Roman not being able to put Lamar and his teammates in a position to succeed. I completely agree, and I'm with you. I, I definitely think that what we saw on Sunday and you know how he reacted on Twitter and, and how he reacted in post game is just him's frustration starting to boil over. And you wonder how this is going to affect this team down the stretch. They're not out of it, and we're going to talk about that later. Like, we're, we're going to talk about like you're technically still in first place, and it feels like the world is crashing down <laughs> because this offense is right. all over the place. Uh, but you know, look, whatever has to be done to get through the season and to, and to make a playoff berth, they have to find a way to get it done. What has happened in these past few weeks is not it. And somehow, some way, they're going to have to get creative and they're going to have to get Lamar to check back into this because it does feel like that he's frustrated and that he's, you know, tired of going through this and that he's over it. But once the season is over, Cordell, I definitely think this is something that the Ravens need to do. It's time to move on. This is a passing league. Do I believe that running backs are important? Absolutely. 110%. You will never hear me say that the running game is not important. 
But at the end of the day, this is a passing league. You need to have pass, good pass plays. You need to have good passing schemes to, to make defenders think twice about what it is exactly that they're going to do and who they're going to defend. And Greg Roman does not provide that for this football team. And I think that the Ravens need to find a way to move on from him in, in this offseason. Totally agree. So we'll see how this goes for the rest of the season. But as of right now, Lamar looks very frustrated. And um, as the Ravens turn, <laughs> as I like to say, 